Hello friends, Laura Johnson here from Tickle.Life, and this is Back to Basics Sex Ed 101. This is the podcast where we break up myths and build up facts about sex. And I am joined today by my incredible co-host, our in-house sex educator, Lulu Batista. How are you doing today, Lulu? Happy Halloween! Hey, happy Halloween to everyone. Hope you see some amazing costumes. I am well today. Hope everybody is also having an amazing day. Wonderful. So today's topic is virginity. We're going to define it, challenge virginity misconceptions, and share some personal experiences. What a All topic right. for Halloween, too. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, every every good uh, possession movie starts off with some kind of virgin sacrifice. So It is true. Right? It is true. The virgin <laughs> is always the last to die. So, mm-hmm. you know, It's true, part. popular choice. <laughs> <laughs> So just before we actually, I just said, let's get into it, but we have a little bit of a correction from last week. So last week we talked about sexual orientation and Lulu and I in, a, in that discussion kept referring to um, same sex and different sex and attraction to sex as in one's biological sex, but we really should have been saying attraction to one's gender. So sexual orientation mm-hmm. is about gender as opposed to biological sex or assigned sex at birth. We'll talk more about those differences in an upcoming episode, but if you're really interested, uh, Professor Sex, Angel Russell, did an amazing video that's on our YouTube channel, and so we'll link to that again in the show notes. A little bit of maintenance, it's okay. Yeah, Yeah, a little bit of maintenance, and (laughs) (laughs) yeah, we're, we're trying to, you know, learn as we go through this, go through the podcast, and so you know, we might make a mistake here and there, and then we'll correct it next time around. So we just want to make sure that you had that information moving forward. Yeah, we're all still human. So we're still giving you some amazing, mind blowing content. So mm-hmm. forgive us for a little bit of slip up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's actually get into our topic. Let's define virginity. So this is one of those definitions where we think we know what it means, but we actually should really break it down. The typical definition we think of is never having engaged in sexual intercourse. But in defining virginity, we also need to define sex, which actually is also trickier than we may have thought. So without question. (laughs) mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) So when we talk about sexual intercourse, it's often referencing penetrative intercourse. And by penetrative intercourse, that means penis in vagina sex. So when we break that definition down, it's actually pretty exclusionary. It leaves out vulva owners owners who only engage in sexual practices with other vulva owners. It also excludes penis owners who only engage in sex with other penis owners. So the typical definition of sexual intercourse actually excludes different kinds of sex, such as anal sex, so penetration occurring in the anus, and oral sex, which is would be mouth to genitals. Yeah. So what do you think about that, Lulu? You know what? We, I actually did talk about this on, on, on a live maybe two weeks ago, and we were trying to figure out people's, when they were talking about their body count. So do people mm-hmm. count their penetrative in their front door the same, but they would do their back door? And also with oral, so it's like, do you have three different ones or is it um, all in one thing? So absolutely, I think when the definition of virginity was first made, it was only vulva to penis owners and not vulva to um, penis to back door or or whatsoever have you, no matter what the denomination is. So yeah, it's very general, but we are here to dive deeper into that (laughs) Mm -hmm. and to give you some more insight on 
the particulars. Yeah. But right now we're building our foundation on that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So there actually is no universal definition of virginity. So if you surveyed 100 different people, basically what you know, Lulu is saying, you'll get 100 different answers. So for some people, virginity means that you haven't done anything, including masturbate or had sexual fantasies. For others, it means you haven't had penetrative sex, but you still could have had oral sex or anal sex. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, just like you know what lulu was saying like what is your body count how do you count your body count (laughs) (laughs) what what behaviors do you include in that so defining virginity is actually a really personal definition there is no one standard definition for that works for everyone and i think even maybe as far as going culturally also Mm -hmm. yeah so it's 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 one of those gray areas <laughs> that need a lot of different branches to branch off to suffice the masses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to get deep into it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get into some common misconceptions about virginity. There's actually a really great article by the editorial team at Tickle.life, and we'll link to that which covers uh, some of the uh, myths that we're going to talk about. And then they also have some other things um, that we don't have time to get into here. So the first one, is the hymen a reliable indicator of virginity? Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. Nope. The answer is a big no. (laughs) Um, Virginity, as we've both been talking about, is a social construct, not a biological one. The hymen is a thin membrane that Um, surrounds the vaginal opening but doesn't actually cover the vaginal opening and it's a highly variable piece of tissue Um, some people actually are born without even having a hymen so it actually doesn't really have a biological function it's just kind of like leftover tissue from our evolutionary development Um, and so I, i mean i don't really know the full history of how the hymen got connected with virginity but it is not a reliable indicator of virginity Absolutely not. Because like, when you think about what are you really looking for, you hear so many stories of people saying that they hymen broke on a bike, on a horse, they fell really hard. And so it's those those kind of things. So when people are saying, oh, this is the definite indicator, that's <laughs> far and long gone, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of related to that, is the hymen why we bleed the first time during penetrative sex? I don't think so at all. No, I'm going to say no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) No. Bleeding during penetrative sex is typically because of lack of lubricant. And as you listen to this podcast, Lulu and I are going to talk a lot about the benefits (laughs) of lube because it's so lube. (laughs) Lube is great. So when the penis or toy or fingers enter the a vagina that is not fully lubricated, it can lead to like thin microabrasions, which are tears along the inside of the vagina. And this is actually usually what is the cause of bleeding um, during sex. And so the hymen may or may not tear during penetrative sex, but that it's usually the lack of lubricant or that. Um, that individual's hymen is like a little bit less flexible than the average hymen. And so, yeah, bleeding during sex really has nothing to do with it being your first time or not. You can have sex a hundred different times and bleed with a partner. Um, you could have sex your first time and bleed with a partner. So it's just, usually it has to do with lack of lubricant. Would you agree, Lou? Yes. 
I absolutely will agree. You know, if you're not fully aroused, the body, if the body's not ready, you know, mm-hmm. and you're just going ahead and going for it, it's, it's you know, that's going to happen. That's like with anything. If you um, stretch something too much, you're going to get a micro tear in it, any of those things. So it, the body is the same way. So um, majority of time people see that in their first time because they're anxious, they're nervous a lot. Um they're just not sure. Maybe the person may have been a little bit inexperienced if they're both, you know, this they're both their first time, a lot of like missing the location, you know, this kind of thing. So a lot of things can factor in, but like Laura said, absolutely, you can be in it to win and been having sex for years and still occasionally may get some bleeding and you're like, Oh my gosh, what happened? It's it's normal. Maybe you know, again, wasn't lubed up, but you know, the body wasn't ready to receive what was happening. Or maybe it was a little bit too rough at the time. You know, a lot of factors could be what's happening. So it's Definitely. not just in that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so while the body produces natural lubrication in the vagina, sometimes it's it's not enough and you may need external lubricant. So that's yes. totally that's also like completely natural and normal to have to whip out the KY and use that during your experiences. <laughs> Although they're probably Or any or any other ones. Anyone, you any know, other ones. Yeah. Lulu has a whole bunch. She loves <laughs> Lulu. So we have a plethora of different ones for everybody. Something for everyone. So Yes. Yeah. So there are a whole bunch of different types. Uh, we'll probably have a whole episode dedicated just to going through the different kinds of lubricants. Ooh, but... that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember that uh, focus group that you had where you sent oh. out a bunch. <laughs> so fun. So fun. Yeah. Should sex be painful or uncomfortable the first time you have sex? I feel like it's almost, I, I, I should, I know it's no, but at the same time, I know it's one of those like gray situations. Cause again, I think about people in their mind, they may want to have sex, but their body may not be ready. The, the um, situation may not be ideal. Um, so there's like a lot of different things. Maybe the person's member was just not fitting. <laughs> You're like, wow, I did not know you had all this. You're bringing to the party. My person not adequate enough space for what you come to drop off, you know? So it's just a lot of things. And again, people can have sex right now with a partner they've been for a long time. And this particular time, maybe sex hurts this time. So it, it's mm-hmm. just, I believe it's situational based. To be honest, it's not because of, because of, it's just to be what's happening right now with your body. You know, the area can be a little more tight. You just wasn't warmed up enough. It could be a lot of different things. Yeah. And I think to your point, like pain or, or feeling discomfort during sex can happen anytime you have sex it's not necessarily just because it's your first time but there are a bunch of factors that are a part of that first time experience that could maybe add some pressure you know you're you're very excited but and you're nervous or you know you don't quite know what you're doing (laughs) so yeah but it doesn't i think there are like a lot of media portrayals that show the first time you have sex as supposed to be pain like Right, you kind of think that it's this thing. This is how you yeah. know you've lost your virginity. The exactly. hymen broke, you bled, and you were in pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> no, right? Yeah, so you don't. It doesn't have to be that way. It might be, or it might, right. it might not. So, like you know, while it may not be your most mind-blowing sexual experience, and hopefully you have 
much better sex after you make your sexual debut, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be painful. So if you're going through that experience with your partner, communicate with them every step of the way and let them know that you're uncomfortable, shift positions, have more lube, stop and start when you want to, you know, stop when it doesn't feel great and start again when you're feeling better. Um, And that that really can apply to any time you have sex, you know, it's not just your first time. Communication, make sure you're checking in with yourself, checking with the person, say, hey, you know, that feels a little bit uncomfortable. Can we kind of switch up a little bit? Can you maybe um, move back some, you know, whatever it can be, like Laura said, can we add a little bit more lube? I feel a bit dry here. It's feeling a bit tight here. Maybe I can't go anymore. You know, whatever it is, communicate that to the person. Absolutely. Can you get STIs, which are sexually transmitted infections, or become pregnant from your first time experience? Yes. 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 Absolutely, you can. That is a a definite yes that that can happen during your first time experience. Absolutely. Um, So if you... If you want to reduce your risk of pregnancy or STIs, you still need to be using some form of protection. Yes, absolutely. Very important. (laughs) (laughs) And then our last myth is being a virgin tied to morality. What do you think, Lulu? I think when I think think about virginity, there's so many like great questions that people ask and so many like branches of answer that they could be what fits, you know, for the person. It's like, if that's something that you're not ready to explore, okay, fantastic. If yeah. that's something you're ready to explore from an earlier age than others, and you understand what's happening, I think a lot of times people don't really understand what's happening. They're kind of just going with the flow of what's happening, what they think is the norm, what they think they're supposed to be doing because they're a certain age and this and that. But check in with yourself first. Am I ready for this? Do I want this? How does that look for me? Let's don't go because the other person's saying, yeah. What about you? Because mm-hmm. you're the one to think about it after. You're the one to have to still be in that, in your body, holding that after. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And we're going we're gonna to get into some of that <laughs> in our next part. But yeah, for me, like being... A virgin does not make you a better or worse person than someone who has had sex. So if you, you know, remain a virgin and you have your own personal reasons for that, that's great. Um, If you've had a million partners and you are totally comfortable with that and you really are excited about expressing your sexuality with a whole different bunch of people, that's also great. There's no better or worse status. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I think it's being comfortable with you. You know, if you're mm-hmm. comfortable with you, that is what the goal is. Whatever your journey is, if you are happy in that, no matter what nobody says, you have to be happy with that. And that's it. And be safe. That's, that's Definitely. The two, that's the two right there. Yeah. Yeah. Be comfortable. Be safe. And, and don't judge yourself by, you know, what everyone else is doing. Wherever uh-huh. you're at is yes. right for you. Yes, for sure. Let's get into some personal experiences. So, Lulu, okay. if you feel comfortable sharing, um, what was your I'm first? I'm always comfortable like? sharing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know, for me, my body has been very sexually aroused for a very long time. 
So my sexual journey started at a very young teenage age, but I was in full control of what was happening. I did not go for it for love. This was my boyfriend. This, no. <laughs> None of that. I heard that you was a person laying it down. If you wanted to lose your virginity, that was the person to lose it to because that was the, you know, you know, if you want to get it done, that was the start. And that was mm-hmm. a good, great start for me because my um, level was where it was at. No one could ever come below that now. My standards mm-hmm. were set very high from the start. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, I expressed when I felt uncomfortable, like we talked about, I said, oh, wait, Mm-mm-mm. I made sure to let him know in advance, take your time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just don't, I'm new, take your time. When I feel uncomfortable, I said, whoa, wait a minute now, just don't move. Let's just wait. And that's, you know, that's kind of how it went for me. You know, fortunately, I was vocal enough to have my experience the way I wanted to have my experience. And I was very happy with it. For me, I didn't have regrets. <laughs> I love to tell the story, actually, because <laughs> it, it saved what it was for me and my journey um, through sex throughout my life. So mm-hmm. I don't have any complaints about it. I know other people, when they talk about their first I'm like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> I was fortunate, so I'm happy about that. So how did having such a, I guess, a really positive experience kind of set up your sexual journey moving forward? Like I said, my standards were very, very high, so you couldn't come for me. So before I even dive into it, for me, a certain size matters for me. Everybody is different, but for Lulu, a certain size matters for me because I know what I need to fold me up. (laughs) <laughs> so I looked for that. I have a whole application talking about getting to know you before I fuck you. I used to have a measuring tape that I would say, hey, I got to see if you can ride this ride. So I need to see what your measurements are before you even uh, step to me. That's just how I proceeded. Everything was a transaction for me. Honestly, I didn't get a lot into feelings. I wanted this. I need to have this orgasm so I can make it through my day or my month (laughs) so that was it and I used to take sabbaticals like for me I wouldn't have sex from December until March I would be on a sabbatical for those months (laughs) any specific (laughs) that's super interesting any specific reason for the sabbatical or or for that time period um, I feel like it's winter, like, oh, too much clothes anyway. And then, you know, my birthday's in March. I'm like, it's springtime. It's new now. We done, you know, jazzed it up. I would take a the lot flowers of- flowers are in bloom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're blooming back up. I would take a lot of, um, well, not a lot. I would say like every other month we have vinegar bath. So it'd be like brand new. Be right and tight again. Nice and firm. Do my Kegels. I was doing Kegels before I knew really what Kegels was. I was always doing the um vaginal muscle exercises for a very long time. So. <laughs> it's, it's good <laughs> and I sure. just did that I did that from the time I started being sexually um, experienced up until I met my husband and then I didn't take sabbaticals through those months because now I had a consistent partner has had a consistent partner for the last 19 years but before that from December to March there was no sex happening okay okay no that's that's really interesting but again like it just points to the uniqueness of everyone's sexual journey and doing things that work 
the best for you and learning your body, knowing your body and being able to express exactly. those needs to a potential partner. So that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny people hear that story. They're like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, what's great about that is that you're like, you're so confident about that experience and it's, you know, it's, it's set up your journey moving forward. And yeah, like, you know, kind of going back to what you're saying, not everyone's first time is the best time or their partner is not necessarily, their partner is not necessarily, you know, as communicative as the person that you were with. And yeah. so, you know, when you are ready to have sex, take that into consideration, you know, is your partner going to be yeah, yeah. concerned about your needs, you know, willing to take care of you physically before, during, and mm -hmm. after? Willing to hear you after care, right? Willing to hear you out, willing to understand when you're saying, mm, yeah, that's a bit much. <laughs> or, um, I said I was ready, but now I'm not sure. You know, a lot of times we don't touch on that, right? Being, um, in that space, someone saying, yeah, I'm ready to do it. And then when the time comes, like, oh, you know, I'm really nervous and not making them feel guilty for that, not making them feel ashamed that they changed their mind or they're still not sure about their body. Mm -hmm. being okay with that you know that's that's a tough thing and people a lot of people that's why they've gone ahead and lost their virginity earlier than they wanted to because they felt pressure mm -hmm. and they didn't want to be talked about or lose their um their relationship mm -hmm. because the person threatened if you don't do it i'm gonna leave mm -hmm. why should i feel that way about my body i don't want to give you my body you should threaten me with that then you're not the person for me but you know a lot of times she would just say, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then this ends up like, why did I even bother? But we got to mm -hmm. live and learn sometimes. So I think I know true. what you want going, going, moving, going forward. You have to know what you want. Yeah. And be, being okay to make some mistakes, you know, with that, with that journey. And that's okay too, you know, because we're human. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Just listen, it's going to happen, but learn mm -hmm. from it. Don't try to make them same mistake again. Right. <laughs> Right. Okay. So <laughs> we're laughing because uh, my experience is on the different end of the spectrum. So for me, I actually haven't had any form of penetrative sex, um, oral sex, any of it. The most that I've done with a partner um, is really just sexting. And so, you know, I'm still in progress in accepting where I'm at with my sexual journey because on the spectrum of you know the average of when people have their first time sexual experience i am quite a bit of an outlier but it and is that's what, okay and it is okay yeah as lulu you has being, you being your body that's all right because when you. it's your time you're gonna blow the roof off of the thing so that's okay I haven't read all these books for nothing, right? Um, <laughs> You'll be real ready. <laughs> um, and so, you know, my reasoning for that, because I'm, I'm 30 now, and most people have their first time sexual experience, like in their mid to late teens, you know, is what I, what I'm wanting out of the experience. So there's a whole bunch of different factors that kind of get wrapped into this but um i most of it is i really haven't met someone that kind of going back to what we were talking about before who i felt safe with 
or who I felt could I could be safe with before, during, and after the experience. You know, making like sex has been put on the table with with men um, that have come into my life, but I don't think that they would take care of me in the way that I would need for at least that first time experience. And so, and so uh, you gotta say fuck them. Because exactly. When that person comes who is going to do before care, during care, and after care, you're going to be like, I'm so happy that I waited for you because mm-hmm. I feel like I have been completely met and made what I need to do. Exactly. So, it. And in the meantime, you'll get tons of toys from Lulu, and that will just be <laughs> that. I mean, Lulu has definitely been my hookup for, uh, <laughs> for getting the good stuff, so I'm all prepared. <laughs> But ultimately, you know, we wanted to talk about some of these personal experiences because we want to normalize the variety of sexual experiences that someone can have. And like we were saying before, you know, regardless of your status, one journey is no better than the other. So you shouldn't put pressure on yourself to do things that you don't want to do. Um, But if you do want to do them, you shouldn't feel pressure to hold back. So, you know, just being accepting of yourself, loving yourself being kind to yourself and i'm saying this like to you all but also mm-hmm. i'm saying it to myself because <laughs> you know i struggle with it true. a little bit it's yeah. true you know it's oh peer pressure life mm-hmm. pressure you know it's it's hard it's it's not an easy thing so take time hell meditate about it like what is really going on here mm-hmm. you know but be okay with you take care of you first because then when that person has got when they wanted sometimes maybe they're not there you know or you know just whatever the situation is but take care of you you know and we'll obviously go more into details on other episodes but me and my husband's experience are not the same mm-hmm. my body count is way higher than his right but we met where we needed to meet and be able to take care of each other where we're at and that's what we've been able to sustain this longevity of a relationship because we knew what it was that we were looking for in each other mm-hmm. And even though it took us a few on either end to get there, now we have met where, hell, if we thought about it, we was the person that we should have been losing to, but the shoulda, coulda, woulda, but we were prepared when it came up. So it all works out how it needs to work out if you are open to the journey Mm -hmm. and you know what it is that you truly want. Absolutely. Some people still don't know so that it becomes hard. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, you're not always going to know what you necessarily want but it oh it helps to think about it helps to not necessarily rush into things yeah so just just get to know yourself get to know your get to know your thoughts your feelings your fantasies Uh um and just be fully accepting of who you are absolutely and the person who's for you will accept you the way you are and where you're at in your sexual journey no matter what that is and if they don't show them the door definitely (laughs) (laughs) all right so before we wrap up any final thoughts lulu um use lou right (laughs) yeah 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 uh the Uh, (laughs) the tagline for this podcast is use lube Lube. <laughs> we should have that on the runner right now but you know use lube um be kind to yourself right um don't be afraid to say no and whatever your journey is gonna be let it be that mm-hmm. let you have fun with it let you um 
<laughs> and just be in that moment. It could be amazing. It may not be what it was, but if you come to that experience, know what you're looking for moving forward. Mm-hmm. You can get a do or that one, but you can make the next one better mm-hmm. and better and better and better. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and communication, let the person know. Yeah, not that. Ooh, more of that though. Like that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. be honest. Be honest with yourself and with the person. Because mm-hmm. that's important. People can have so many different results if they were more upfront, more transparent what was happening. Yeah, I think that's actually a really great point. You don't have to, if you choose to disclose anything about your sexuality with your partner, you don't have to make it this like big dramatic thing. So in my experience, when I, well, when I do meet someone that I feel like I'm going to have a sexual experience with, I'll just point them to this podcast and then <laughs> that I can't talk about anything. Um, <laughs> we've got a whole Here, episode. Watch this. but in reality like you know you don't have to make it this huge thing right again sexuality exists on a spectrum everyone's journey is different so if you're just like hey this hasn't happened for me yet but i'm excited to explore things with you um that might be better received than like oh my god i've never done this and i'm like you know absolutely so just be confident and comfortable with where you're at and and if you've had a thousand sexual partners same type of thing just like you know this is if, if you even want to tell them you can and, and if and if you if it makes you feel better you know you can use it as like a credit report after seven years you can dump <laughs> those ones that were <laughs> that was something else we talked about on instagram live it was hilarious they're like yeah can we throw those ones out after seven years that we really didn't like that's a good question <laughs> <laughs> that's just an expiration date that's mm-hmm. oh my god that's awesome yeah we should pop a link to that instagram live if you still have it yes uh, i do <laughs> that was because that was you and crystal right yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god you both are so funny um <laughs> like a credit report well on that note <laughs> oh man okay so see we have fun here um <laughs> learning is fun (laughs) i mean hey if you're gonna if you're gonna learn one thing it might as well be something related to sex right there we go (laughs) okay so that's all for this episode of back to basics thank you so much for joining us please hit that follow or subscribe button to get notified when new episodes go live and if you like what you hear please consider giving us a review wherever you're listening to podcasts or on YouTube, because we're on there too. If you have a question that you'd like us to answer, please email us at podcast at tickle.life. That's podcast with a T, singular, at tickle.life. And if you're looking for more Back to Basics content, check out our upcoming workshop on November 4th. Actually, that's going to be coming up pretty soon when this podcast is released. Yeah. So we'll drop all that stuff in our... um, in our show notes but the workshop is beyond the basics light my fire created by angel russell also known as professor sex and it's co-hosted with angelique and john luna of the sex positive me podcast in this workshop you'll understand sexual desire the things that stoke it and the things that don't so yeah as i said check out our show notes for more information follow us across the socials see you guys next time see you guys next week bye everyone